You're listening to The Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Kat John, episode number 108. It's so weird just saying it just like that. G'day legends, welcome to The Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Kat John. I'm an authenticity coach who's on a mission to help people save and channel their fucks towards what truly matters to them. And something worth giving a major fuck about is taking responsibility for your own life. And here in the podcast, I'll be sharing real guidance, raw truths and relatable stories to help you do just that. I'm coming to you live with anxiety in my chest. Just letting it be there. Just letting it be there. I don't need to do anything about it. I don't need to investigate into it. Sometimes I do. But I know that uh, this is a pattern of mine. Typically when we go for longer in the lockdown than what is said originally, even though it was pretty obvious that we were going to go longer, um, I, I know that anxiety starts to creep in a little harder at the moment um, and it's because of a story in my head about space and not getting the space that I need and that my introvert needs so I know that that is the story which is also true it's also true I really appreciate um, quality alone time um, but I have to recognize that if I keep feeding into that story then my my experience of anxiety is going to increase so I'm aware and I'm just going to let it be there. I'm aware and I'm going to let it be there and I hope you're okay and I hope you're well and if you're experiencing anxiety, I'm right there with you. Hello, what's your name? (laughs) Welcome to the town of anxiety. Anyway, um, I want to share something with you guys today which I haven't um, shared about before and um, it's a, it was a time in my journey between, I guess, uh, well, it was after I had chronic pain, um, and being heavily medicated and, and, uh, not in a good way. And then what I'm doing today. And it was kind of like the first, um, steps after healing myself from chronic pain and doing visualization and, meditation and then acting in favor of that vision which was freedom and what happened was after I um, brought my reality to life my manifestation to life um, or my my visual to life uh, of being free and not being in chronic pain anymore something in me really opened up or something in me came to life it was a power in me that was like holy shit what is this and and what else can I do with this power um and I think what what really what else took place in the period of 10 months of healing from chronic pain uh and being free from it along along you know like I mean yes I I lost weight I became happier Uh, I wasn't relying on medication anymore. So, you know, there were all lots of incredible things. But something that really came about was, shit, I really, like, I want to give back to people. And this is part of the hero's journey. 
If you don't know about the hero's journey, please look into the philosopher Joseph Campbell. I highly encourage you to make space for an hour and 20 minutes and watch the YouTube documentary Finding Joe. Um, which has Deepak Chopra and, and different types of people in there. Um, an incredible documentary about the hero's journey. So the hero's journey is is basically, um, it's it's a journey and you'll see it in, in movies. And I've spoken about it here in the podcast before where, um, you know, if you take Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, for example, she was in her little house with Arnie M., um, you know, kind of doing her thing. And then the twister came along um, and she was taken out of her, the world as she knew it and into the Wizard of Oz or into that, the land of Oz. And she had to go on a quest. And along that quest, um, you know, she had to challenge herself and she had to challenge the the Wicked Witch of the West. And she met awesome people along the way. Um, and with all of those lessons that she learned and all the, the trials and tribulations that she went through and the growth that she went through, um, it's about then bringing all of that treasure back to the community uh, and back to, you know, her people, back to Arnie M or whoever it is that was, you know, uh, in her life before going to the Land of Oz. And you'll see it in movies such as Harry Potter. You'll see it in Star Wars. You'll see it in actually, you know, most movies where – someone is living a very ordinary or a life or is an ordinary person and then is called to do extraordinary things. Um, and as a result, they are changed because of that. And if I look at my own life, um, you know, I've been through multiple heroes journeys and you will too. And at that point in my life when I was 24 and I had overcome the chronic pain and I had this, I had this wisdom I had this knowledge, I had this experience inside of me that um, I felt like I have learned so much about, you know, the power of the mind, about overcoming limiting beliefs, about, you know, uh, creating up different realities and going after those and acting in favor of those. And I thought, fuck, I want to share this. I want to give this back. So I remember when I I went back to um, my job, as the head nurse of the plastic surgery practice. And, you know, I loved it, had an awesome boss, awesome people around me, but there was something more that I wanted to be doing and I wanted to be giving, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I had this desire. And at the time, and my dad still is a Rotarian, and I was speaking to him about it. And I said, look, I have this real desire and this real urge to give back. And I don't know in what capacity, whether it's with young people or whatever it may be. And my dad said, you know, there's there's a program actually coming up where they're looking for leaders. It's called Ripen, Rotary Youth Program, something enrichment program. Um, and they are, they're looking for leaders to uh, help children in, or teens, um, I think years 10, 11, or years 9, 10, 11, um, from all different schools, all different backgrounds to come together on a camp um, to push through their own limiting beliefs. Uh, there'll be guest speakers and stuff there, but, you know, there's certain um, groups that will need kids, that kids will need leaders for. So why don't you put yourself forward for that? And that was a kind of time in my life where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to say Yes. Um, and I said yes, and I got uh, accepted to be a leader of 
uh, or one of the leaders for this Ripen program. And at the same time, um, my dad also told me about this peace um, essay writing contest, again, in Rotary. So Rotary, typically, if you think about it, it's, you know, if, if you know much about Rotary, you typically think it's for older people. Um, and so they're wanting to really engage the younger generation. So whilst I was getting trained up for RIPEN, my dad told me about this um, essay contest and you had to write um, an essay on what peace means to you. And you could write from any type of perspective. And as a result, if you were successful, 10 people would be selected, 10 young people would be selected to go to Japan, specifically Hiroshima or Hiroshima, however you pronounce it, um, to the Rotary Global Peace Forum, where people from all over the world would come into this uh, forum and conference and speak about peace and how they are promoting peace in the world through communities, through programs, through schools, whatever it may be. And I thought, fuck, man, this sounds cool. Um, And I was really excited by it. And, you know, at this point, I had overcome chronic pain. I had broken up with my boyfriend. Um, I was searching for more, but I didn't know what that more was. But these two things had presented themselves and I just said yes. So um, I went to work on writing what peace means to me. And I was speaking to my brother and I was speaking to my dad and I was kind of like up in my head in the beginning about, you know, what, what the fuck does this mean to me? How am I going to write this? And I was kind of thinking too much about, you know, how good is it going to sound? And I want to make sure that I get in as opposed to writing from my heart. And that's what my brother actually said to me. He said, you know, you know what it's like to not have peace inside of you right from there. And I remember when um, I was writing this, I was at the Fitzroy Gardens in Melbourne and I took my journal and my notepad and I just started writing. Uh, And I did a few edits after writing that out, but I actually want to read to you what I wrote. And this was in March 2013. So the title is Peace, What It Means to Me. I've chosen to outline my thoughts on what peace means to me at a personal level a personal statement to share where I believe peace begins within us. After reflecting on how the concept of peace developed in my mind from childhood until now, it is obvious to me that my understanding of peace has changed. Where is it along the path of life that peace becomes a struggle to attain? Is it when people are in conflict with themselves, dissatisfied with their jobs, appearance, or life in general? Are we unbalanced, in conflict and in battle with life, creating inner angst and turmoil. I believe that at any stage of our lives, we have the ability within us to make a choice and decide to be real with ourselves. We could choose to pause and reevaluate and identify the factors that have led to our dissatisfaction and inner conflict. The feeling would be one of accomplishment and with that, a most pleasurable state of mind, one that has found inner peace. Conversely, we may choose to continue with our struggle, stay exactly where we are and feel there is no way to change things, no hope. It is difficult to believe that our choices in life could make such an enormous difference to our future and the future outcomes for others. 
I reflect on times in history where a person or the leaders in the position of power of country choose, chose war and conflict, inflicted pain and misused their position and title. Lives were taken without thought or care. I contend that we cannot know, understand, feel or truly appreciate peace until it no longer exists within us. I state this because I experienced that when my peace in life was challenged. From the ages of 18 to 25 years, I struggled with chronic pain, nerve pain throughout my body, from head to toe. I managed in the beginning thinking it would pass, but ignored that it could be anything serious. I was advised in July 2009 that I had a congenital brain malformation, which if left untreated any longer would eventually lead me to be paraplegic. Surgery was my only option, and the prospects of immediate relief seemed high. We were full of hope and dreams of a life of no more pain, but this wasn't the case. One year after my surgery, I was still dealing with pain, and I realized that I was deeply unhappy. I could see that the people around me were suffering as they struggled to know what to do and how to react. That compounded my unhappiness because I felt my life was having a negative impact on theirs as they changed their actions and adapted their personalities to support me. I felt that I had become a person that had nothing left to give myself or to the people around me. Their love led me to realize that I was faced with a choice. Choose to let this continue or choose to restructure my life. I met a professor of neurology who made it very clear to me that there was no silver bullet solution but that I could live a pain-free life again if I decided to deal with my situation with the same intense passion and determination as those who had reached an elite level in their field. My peaceful life had been invaded by chronic pain, and I chose to find a path back to pain-free and find a path back to a pain-free and peaceful life once again. With this advice and allowing the help and support of other people, I convinced myself that I had the power within me to change things for the better. It took 10 months and a complete overhaul in my cognitive thinking, beliefs and day-to-day behavior to find that peace. On my birthday two years ago, I announced to my family that I was pain-free. My daily regime will continue for the rest of my life. The incredible change that I felt personally and saw in others around me was absolutely magnificent. This experience left me with an overwhelming knowledge that a person's attitude and actions can significantly impact the lives of others And that starts with us. I now have a passionate desire to assist others who face challenges. There is no doubt that my understanding of peace has changed. And as I continue to learn more about this subject, I feel I will be better equipped to help others find peace within. Because I know firsthand that unless you have that, you really can't help anyone. If we were all choosing to live a positive life with a strong connection to our core values, listening to our inner self, How enriched would we be? Negative thoughts and talk would fall silent as we listen to the the positive version of ourselves. The people around us would feel inspired, uplifted, and completely infected by our personality. Oh my God, this makes me want to cry. The kind of peace I would like to see in the world starts with each of us being equipped to cope with our own lives, supported by strong families and communities. Cultural anthropologist Margaret Mead said, Never doubt that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. 
Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Peace to me is a state where the mind, heart and spirit align with clarity and contentment. Our views on matters in life would come from a place of equal heart, equal mind, where our actions are not overbearing, judgmental or careless, but instead made with a balanced and considered approach. I have observed how Rotary International is helping to change the lives of people all over the world for the better, and noted that countries at war have ceased fighting temporarily to allow polio immunization programs to continue. There is a big picture there is a big picture moment in that single event. If the world at war can find an occasion to cease their conflict, then they can find more occasions. Those people who initiated the polio eradication program in 1985, the neurologist who handed me the key to inner peace, and Margaret Mead all saw the sense in starting something good and nurturing it. I want this world to be one of strong communities that thrive on helping one another watching one another's backs and lending each other a hand when it's needed. My role in that will be to find a platform to use my experiences and professional skills to help people and communities cope with life's challenges, wherever that may take me. Oh, God. (laughs) Imagine all the people, imagine all the people living life in peace was part of John Lennon's lyrics in his song, Imagine. And that is what I like to imagine. A unified world where we individually have the power to look within, reevaluate, and recognize what is and what is not working for us. Either way, this choice makes more of a difference than we care to realize. We share this life and world, don't we? The world and its people are one in the same, and that connection gives power to the people. That's the essay that I wrote in 2013. And I remember healing from chronic pain in 2009. So, no, 2010, sorry. So it took me a couple of years um, after the surgery and... um, you know, 2010 would have led me to 2011 when I healed from chronic pain. So, you know, 2012 would have been that year of going back into work and having this like fire inside and this desire inside to want to do something different, but not knowing how, and then finding out about Ripen and then finding about this uh, peace essay contest. But you know why, what just made me really emotional was that this is like, this was like a manifestation letter, you know, a, a manifestation essay writing this. When I was a registered nurse, I had no idea about starting my own business, studying a grad dip in psychology, you know, um, doing what I'm doing today. But like reading, reading that line, where is it? My role in that will be to find a platform to use my experiences and professional skills to help people and communities cope cope with life's challenges, wherever that may take me. Like, far out. You know, this, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because it, it can seem like, oh, yeah, right, cool. You had your brain surgery, you had an epiphany and bang, you started your business. Like, no, I went through 
so many times of not knowing what I wanted to do. I remember even after this, I went to Cambodia. Um, it was a, uh, what's it called? It was a volunteer program called World of Difference um, in Cambodia. So I went to Ripen, which was in Melbourne. I went to Japan in Hiroshima and met all these other cool young people and, you know, peace scholars from around the world, um, people from, oh, what's that place called? Oh, I was going to say NASA, but it's not NASA. <laughs> it's the, oh, I can't think of it. It'll come to me. It'll come to United Nations, United Nations, people from the United Nations. We met people who had been. Uh, like, you know, everyday real people who had been impacted by the the bomb, the atomic bomb and, and meeting them and, you know, just learning about peace and forgiveness and getting these experiences from around the world and then going to Cambodia after, like, it was a journey. And then after that, it was, you know, trying out all these different courses. I went and did a uh, angel intuitive course with Doreen Virtue. And then after that, I went to Deepak Chopra's course um, in a meditation course. Um, it's called Journey to Enlightenment. And they were all things whilst I was still nursing, still unsure about what I wanted to do, but kept just being open, being open, being open. And I remember on this trip in Hiroshima in Japan and also in Cambodia people were like oh you know so what are you going to do with this I'm like you know what I don't know I really don't know but I'm going to I'm going to be with this and I'm going to use this experience and I'm going to let it change me however it chooses to change me and then I will I will know what to do then and this is actually when it was on the trip in Japan when I was on a train and I remember like in Japan they have like smoking sections and non-smoking sections and I bought my ticket too late and I was in a smoking section. It was the worst thing ever. Um, but that's where I watched the hero's journey for the first time. I had a coach who I just finished coaching with, I think, and I asked him, you know, what's something that, you know, I could really do with hearing or watching or reading and he said, watch this. And it was Finding Joe, the one that I told you about before, The Hero's Journey. And I realized like, holy shit, like I'm I'm on that. When I was on the train, I'm like, I'm on the journey right now. And when I came back and then when I went to Cambodia and then when I started to grad dip of psych and when I did all these different coaching things and different courses after kind of like doing all my inner work, it was like, right, this it's really time now to bring this back to the community and out to the community, which is the scariest part because it means, well, for me, it was leaving a life that was so secure and that I knew. Um, but, you know, like I wrote in here, I want this world to be one of strong communities that thrive on helping one another, watching one another's backs and lending a hand when it's needed. And it's really nice to, to be on the other side, like, reading this back in the reality of what I had written in that peace essay, having no idea about where I was going and how I was going to help people and how I was going to serve people, but just trusting, trusting these little pebbles that were like, hey, come and step here, hey, come and step here, hey, come and step here, step here, step here, step here, step here. you know, and for me, I guess having that horrible experience of six years of chronic pain and being addicted to medication and losing myself and 
for you know forgetting who I am and becoming a victim or being a victim and then coming out of that like it's been a gift it's been a real gift because you know I get to I get to share from a place of real life experience and I get to uh, empathize with people who don't have currently peace inside of themselves because I know how that feels and it's you know when I go back over these things it's it's humbling it's really humbling to remember where I've come from and to never forget that um and it just keeps reminding me like just be open cat be open and say yes be open and say yes I mean look to be honest there are a few more things these days where I have to say no because I have opportunities knocking everywhere and some um you know I do turn down but it does it just reminds me to 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 say yes and and to be open and I also thought like I said it was important to share with you that it wasn't just this smooth line of like oh yeah cool let's start a business and that's that's like successful from day dot because it hasn't been that way there was for my journey anyway there was lots to uncover there were lots of steps to take that led me to to where I've in where I've ended up and where I will continue to go there's more steps there's more pebbles there's more rocks there's more boulders for me to land on and jump on so anyway I'm just going to leave this here and um thank you thank you for hearing me share my essay from back in 2013 and I hope it resonated with you too about what peace means to me um, because I really do believe that when our minds, our hearts, our bodies and our spirits are aligned through our values, through living into our values and leaning into our values and following through on our word and being more true to self, like <sighs> there's peace. Thank you, beautiful souls, for listening to today's episode of the Real, Raw, Relatable podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please share with me your thoughts, your ideas, your thoughts on peace. Feel free to DM me or email us at info at catjohn.com.au or just write a review, write a message in the comments and uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. I'd love to hear your views on peace too. Please share this episode with anyone who you know could do with hearing today's message i really appreciate you for doing so and for rating and reviewing the podcast i will see you in your earballs next monday keep them clean keep them squeaky clean for me i'll see you very soon and take great great care lots of love peace be with you